Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hello, gang. Once again, another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. Yours truly, Seth Goldstein and Jim Francis bring you each and every week. Wonderful people in the industry. Many of our guests are great authors, actors, sometimes they're multifaceted individuals whose creative juices go far beyond the extension of just music. In this case, we have a great artist. She has done amazing work in the next 45 minutes. We're going to talk to this huge artist she is fantastic from california all the way from fresno she's written i will always survive she's also written born to be queen how about that she's a non-binary i want to know all about this i mean she's not not just demi lovato she couldn't be the only artist coming out there's so many people that are coming out now, and let's learn. Let's learn. This is why we're here. We're here to learn. These platforms are fantastic places to learn. And and most importantly, uh, her as an artist. Guys, give it up for the one and only incomparable. Anda! How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. And I love the you intro. Like- <laughs> I am doing fantastic. You are fabulous. Uh, saw those videos, and I mean, they're just something else. Great, the music, the vibes, the fusion. Um, let's just start from the top. Let's kind of shoot from the hip, if you will. So you're born and raised in Fresno, California, yes? Correct. Um, and basically, the area where I'm from is known as Pinedale. Um, small, tiny okay. Uh, Latin based, a lot of Latinos, and just yeah, basically like the, a little bit of East LA in Fresno. Love it. I'm from Northeast LA. I'm from East LA myself. Um, so yeah, you know, you and I are speaking the same language. That's fantastic. Yeah, the good. But I hear you guys got us beat on the Mexican food. Is what you were telling me off record. Is that is that a fact? Oh, oh no, not just in Mexican food, but Chinese food is better there. Some what? Uh, Yes, you guys. So I know you have you ever been to Paul's place over here in LA? Yeah, I heard all about it. I haven't to tell you the truth, so I can't take that side aside or say, you know, like either or I can't really comment on it. I heard I heard the food is good. 
Okay, so it's like that, but everywhere. And so that's Oh, why. okay. <clears throat> and then well, even our- let me tell you something. Have you ever been to Alhambra, California? Yes, and it's different, I've- but it's still like, yeah. You're still like, eh, not quite, not quite. But I like that. I like that because you know what that means? It just means you know what you like. You have good taste in, in food. And that translates pretty much in, on every facet of life because then you yeah. also have yeah. good taste in music, which begs a question. Like when you were growing up, what kind of music did you listen to? Who were your early inspirations and influences in the music scene? So I would say... For me, Celia Cruz and um, and Diana Ross are big, 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 big people that I pull from their joy and just the way that they like love their their people. I love that. Cher was also someone that like I grew up loving and adoring. Um, she was actually one of the first CDs that I bought. Tina Turner, Gloria Stefan, um, even Selena, obviously. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would it? Um, right, uh, Selena is huge, man, bigger than life. Uh, Celia Cruz was was big, man. Celia yeah. Cruz, holy I, shit, it was a big entity, literally. I, Go I, ahead. She died. Um, you were so you were around when she died. It was a long time ago. It was like ninety three, right? Yeah. Well, I when Selena died, I, I actually saw that. I remember watching it. Me and my grandma were in the the living room, and she was just so upset at Yolanda Saldivar watching her. And just like yelling at you her. Bother, you guys were bawling your eyes out, huh? That yeah. was terrible. A senseless murder, jealousy, enviousness. You know, here you have a great, talented artist who's got everything. Clearly, you know, she's a great musician, good looks. Yeah. Um, you know, good family. I mean, all around. And then suddenly there's this infiltrator who hates her, wishes she were her, living vicariously through her. But yeah. yet decides yeah. there's no way. I If I cannot be her, then I must get rid of her. And so she just turns off a bright light, a bright shining star, and just puts it out um, yeah. selfishly. So, you know, that, that was horrible, man. That was horrible, and, and it, was, it was criminal. And, you know, um, yeah, so that was a big influence, I'm sure, in your life, as well as a lot of us, really. Yeah. And, I mean, even a lot of, like, the um, – what is it? Like, so my family, they listened to a lot of rancheras when I was younger. So that sure. like, influenced me a lot, just, like – what I love That's about, about Latin music versus about Spanish music specifically versus English music is it's so much more passionate and like the words have so much more yeah. meaning and just like, yeah, it's just but, so more beautiful. And actually another thing that's weird is when I was starting to learn how to write poetry when I was younger, I actually started off by writing in Spanish and then I learned how to write poetry in English. And wow. That's that, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting because I mean, I write now mainly in English, but I, again, I started off in Spanish, and Spanish was a lot easier to do than I think English was. And even okay. though it's not my first language, because uh, English is my first language. Right, English is your your first language, um, and and you you talked about that and your roots and stuff. But you're right; a lot of Spanish is obviously that you know the Latin lover. You always think about the the, the Spaniard, European. Yeah. Mexican guy that would come on to the the actresses of the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the olden yeah. days. <laughs> or like like uh, uh, the Ricardo Moltavan, you know, was like like that that Latin. Or Latin. El Valentin in, in the um in the loteria card. Like someone like Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 valiant, right? Or the yeah, valiant. The, the guy yeah, who's yeah, just yeah. like all oh, there all like a kiss. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And I think 
I think like you're right about that. Now, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but you know, regional Mexican music, it comes from polka. You know that, right? Yes, which is you know, why I music, tend to yeah. not like it, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's now. not it's not just mexico it's like a fusion of so many countries come together yeah. um but it, yeah it's polish it's polish that's music a, that's a beautiful thing about any type right. of latin country is that it mm -hmm. is that whole we're not it's just, a hodgepodge type of we're thing. not just brown and we're not just indigenous or whatever you want to call it we're all yeah. amazing things on top of that like, Isn't you know, that something? Yeah, yeah and that's I love the fact that it's a, it's a colorful palette. <laughs> yes, it is, and the fact that we even what we eat today is still reminiscent of what our ancestors ate. Sure. Look at all these other cultures. How many of them can say that their their cuisine is still replicant of where their ancestors came from? That's right. Guacamole yeah. still was eat, eaten by the Aztecs, as well as ceviche and all these other things. You know, I didn't know that, man. You're teaching me something new. I didn't know that. Really? Well, so the reason, because they didn't have refrigerators, that's why they would use the lemon and stuff to, to keep it, yeah. to preserve it. And then guacamole okay. is something different, but it was still like um, aguacates and all that. And just, you think they yeah. had like a mortar and pest, or what was it called? Like a, uh, a thing um, where they would grind the, 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 the molcajete? Yeah. 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 So, so that, yeah, the, that, that's very remnant and of, of that time period. I would, I don't know if I had to imagine like way back when our ancestors, um, you know, bedrock times, I think they would yeah. definitely yeah. that that's what reminds me of that, you know, like how they made their chili, you know, like all the yeah very yeah. primitive times, you know, like they would make that salsa yummy with some nachos you gave me hungry man <laughs> Anda, that's fantastic we, we we you know you and i were talking about a lot of similarities and things about growing up and um what what is your favorite uh one of your favorite meals would you say um growing up or a staple around the house what would be like a like a staple something grandma or mom would make that was just so, holy shit it just brings me back nostalgic moment you know it's funny. I want to say rice because my mom makes the best Mexican rice. Also, really? when I was little, because she was a working mom and she was a single mom. Even though, like, my grandma, I was raised by my grandma and my mom and my grandpa, but still, like, everyone worked. So I would always right. go to the daycare. And then I told my mom, I'm like, they made the most amazing thing ever. And she's like, what? I'm like, they made Mexican rice. And she's like, I make Mexican rice. I'm like, no, you don't. So then to prove me to me that she did, she basically started making it a lot. And I just, for me, I love Mexican rice. And now yeah. that I the second one would be menudo. And I used to Oh, I love menudo. No, so see, my mom and my grandpa make the best menudo ever. Really? We're coming over your house, by the way. Just know that we're coming over your house. <laughs> she'll make it for you. No, she, she won't make it for me, but she'll make it for everyone else. Hey, her, are you guys up there? Is your family still up there in Fresno? So my mom still is. Um, ironically uh -huh. enough, I actually never wanted to move to LA because all of my family is here, other than my my grandparents and my mom. Um, uh huh. They, everyone else lived in Fresno, but like my tios and tias all lived here in LA. So I I didn't know that. What part of what part of LA do they stay? So they mainly stayed in East LA, and then they went to uh, my tío. He owned. He actually won um, an award for California Tomorrow. For like, I guess during the LA riots, he had like done something with helping to unite the communities, uh, the black and brown. Really? Community. Yeah. 
Wow, that's um, big, man. Tell me a little more about that, Anda. I want to know about that because that's that's really you know near and dear to my life. I love to help and give back to my community. I do it in many forms and modalities. I want to I want to talk about that. Why don't we just discuss that a little further and then and uh, you know Eddie Eddie almost was also a part of that, right? Yes. No. And yeah. then just so I mean that's the thing. Like I again for me, like I said, we, I think when we talked talked off, um, we talked about the word Chicano and why I don't consider myself a Chicana. It's because, mm -hmm. again, I have all these people in front of me who have, like, shown me what true true faith in your own culture, in your people, and in progressing these people has been. They even, their, their apartments used to be, what is it, voting uh, places so that then they can get people to vote and register them to vote. And that's why, again, for me, I've always had this, like, I mean, I'll never forget when my grandpa became a citizen and I was there for that. And that was just very beautiful because then he, the first thing he wanted to do was vote. And that's, that's why, fantastic. again, I, I don't understand all these people who have this right and just throw it away. Yeah, because they're they're not, you know, they're, they're obviously misin misinformed and they think that their vote will never count. And so, you know, it plays into into the wrong person's hands and that's why they win a lot of times. And then well, um, well, our causes kind of dormant, huh? That's where I feel. So this is my ideology. I feel that racism and all those things are a construct made by mm -hmm. the rich people to prevent us from ever revolting again. So if you have all these people hating each other and then not believing in each other, then they're never going to combine forces and then overthrow the current, um, the current right. people in control. And again, yeah, well, the, it's in, it's in the, it's in the, you know, like I mean, it's just just the basic form of 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 what this country was founded on. I mean, look, like, you know, um, uh, what is it? Together we stand, divided we fall. It is really how it is. A house yeah. cannot stand alone, and it can be divided. It has to stand well, then, together. Well, then, it does in unity. The, the song "I Will Always Survive." I actually borrowed yeah. that statement um, from what is it, Emiliano Zapata, when it says, "I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees." Yeah. And so right. that's why it's like, uh, "Die on the dance floor." One that I wrote. It's talking just about I'd rather die dancing my life away than waiting for you to call me. And that's yeah, that's crazy. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, are you like a polit you, you're you're kind of like um, I would say uh, you're somewhat your music has embedded a lot of this um, a lot of this politically charged um, you know wording and narrative in it, huh? I Some think it's funny because it's it's not intentionally political. Again, I think yeah. it's just one of those things where just because I'm who I am, I'm political. Um, one thing that, another thing, I actually work at the DMV during the day and what's funny, nice. one, one person told me he didn't want me to verify his car. He's like, I don't want that person. He's political. And I'm like, I'm just non-binary and I'm just like me, like yeah. how is that being political? And again, I think that's awesome for some people, just because they're afraid of anything that's different and just that they can't put their, their kind of their mind around. They right. just want to make it like, oh, that's political. But it's like, no, I'm just existing, no. I'm just living and breathing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell us a little bit about non-binary for those folks out there who might not know what that means. So what's funny, as a kid, I I never knew what I was. Not that my parents didn't tell me or that the world didn't tell me. The world definitely told me what it was. 
but me, I used to even think when I was in college, I took human sexuality. And for a minute there, I thought maybe I'm a hermaphrodite. Maybe I'm like, maybe I have an extra chromosome because I never felt like I was a boy and I never felt like I was a girl. I always felt like just this not belonging and not knowing, not feel, like almost like, you know, a boat that doesn't have um, an anchor. And it felt like right. that. But then when that word came out, which isn't, which is funny because the experience has been around forever, but the word is what's new to people. And it's just like, it's almost like finally giving a word to someone being Mexican. You know what I mean? It's like, I've been around yeah. forever, but now you just finally have a definition for it. But sure. non-binary, the experience again, has been around since the Aztecs, since the Native Americans, it's been around everywhere. And it's just this idea that you don't really have a gender. And I look at it this way, even in the Bible, they talk about how angels don't have a gender. They're neither male nor female. Our spirits are neither male nor female. And even God is neither male nor female. And it's just, I think it's a divine kind of thing that people should learn to just accept because it's just like everything else. It's something that you can't help what you are and you're not trying to impose anything on anyone else. You're just living and being happy and it's just yeah i'm just me and that's why i look at non-binary just trying to fit into this big puzzle right that's the world <laughs> it's, it's not even trying to fit in it's just i'm trying to exist you know what i mean and uh -huh. that's what it is and i think because at the end of the day one thing my mom always told me because when i was little i always wanted the ruby slippers from the wizard of oz and she said i want you to know something some people are going to hate you for them and some people are going to like you but at the end of the day, whether you have them or not, I will always love you. And it's just that, that some people are just going to hate you just for being who you are, but be okay with that. And don't change that just because someone hates you. You know what I mean? And I think that's right. where I'm grateful that I have that upbringing to be able to be like that. And especially coming from a Latin household and a religious Latin household. Because again, well, cause your grandfather was a minister. Yes. Yes, my grandfather was a minister. My mother was raised in the church. My grandpa, my grandmother, love is actually the one who got my grandfather into becoming a minister. Because again, she was a very strong woman. Very like, if you were to have like a ride or die chick, that was her, and she was amazing. So, yeah, she passed on. Both of them did. So actually, I'm my so sorry to hear that. No. I mean, it's because of COVID. I'm kind of happy that they're not around during this because that would have been terrible. Um, right. But like with my grandmother, she actually, she both of them died from cancer. And from both of them, I learned that no matter how much time you get in this world, it'll never be enough. Because my yeah. grandpa, he only had six months to live, ended up living six years beyond that. My grandmother, wow. she basically, we found out she had throat cancer. And what's sad is she had had dementia and we were slowly getting her back. So it's like you got her back and then it's like, oh, well, you got to say bye to her now. Um, but with her, she died within three months of her diagnosis. So it oh, just, wow. it's never enough. And again, with her, at least, like I told you, she used to work in the packing houses. Um, and that's the thing that people don't understand also about the Mexican experience in this state and in this, this, uh, this country, it's just very much swept under the rug. She worked in 
they called it the orange room or something. And the way that they did the oranges back then, I think they had put something in it that people were known for. It would attack their throat in some way and just like make them sick. And she ended up with throat cancer. So we're assuming that maybe that was a reason as well. Like the pesticides and stuff and stuff that they spread out there. It can be good for those people that sort of package the stuff, you know, the fruit and they have to no. And well, I mean, that's what's funny. So like one thing that I always find interesting are vegans always want to attack people for eating meat, right? But you don't consider the Mexicans that are picking your fruit and what they have to go through. Because, yeah, it's sad that a pig has to be treated like a, treated like that. But what about the poor Mexican guy who's just trying to get money for his family? Does he deserve to get treated like that either? I know they want to say that they are cruelty free, but is it really cruelty free? Oh, well, you give it a whole different spin. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely true, man. So I take it you're not vegan, right? You're carnivore. I mean, I want to be vegan. I The reason being why I want to be vegan is because I do want to lower my consumption of just like over consuming stuff. And yeah. because... um. Just, I don't know. I feel like there, like we do eat too much of things and we do waste a lot. And I'm bad at that as well. Um, but I try as much as I can to limit my meat intake, is what I would say. Right. But and how are you liking, um, how, how do you like, uh, you know, like the nightlife here in LA? Because now you stay in LA, right? How do you like the nightlife here? So it's funny. So in L- in Fresno, when I started doing drag, I thought that it was going to be like that here where everyone's catty and mean and just like no one was going to want me and I was going to have to learn how to do it on my own. LA is actually so loving, so accepting. This is, I would say I was born in Fresno, but I was raised in LA because in LA is where I basically started my drag really well and started just like discovering who I am as a person. And again, you've been out here for a while. I've been out here for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And it's funny because, again, my friends are like, oh, I forget that you're a transplant. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, hey, you are a transplant. That's cool. It's I, cool to have uh, people like yourself who, who you know, are just so full of energy, so full of light. And yeah. just, you know, you just pack a punch. When you talk, so much goes out. It's like you're firing off on every cylinder. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. Your creative juices are always flowing, right? Well, it's funny. So my friends always say that I'm extra. And now I've got this is my <laughs> new term that I always say. I'm like, I'm not extra. The world just isn't enough. And because- <laughs> the world, okay. <laughs> Calm down. 007. <laughs> boom. <Right>. Change. Boom. <laughs> no, I'm glad you like to, no one always gets that. But yes, you got it. Um, <laughs> no, it's, just, it's that, though. Like, I mean, but why should I, like, I, I want to be an exclamation point. I don't want to be a period. You know what I mean? I want. I- I want to be that. I don't want to be uh-huh. anything other oh, than okay. just, yeah. Oh, thank I you. I love it. It's great. Yeah. I'm a coin it right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, gonna... uh-huh. <laughs> Forget somebody else would say that years ago, many years ago when I was a kid. Um, must have been my uncle or something. My uncle is a big old scholar. He loved reading tons of books. I read a lot of books too. Hey, yeah. do you like reading, by the way, Anda? I actually do. It's funny. I was just talking, um, one of our mutual friends, Iris, I was telling Iris. her um, I like to read everything else but horror novels because horror novels, if I read them, my imagination goes all over the place. And, <laughs> and then I'm scared out of my freaking mind. If I if I see a movie about it, then I'm like, okay, good. I have barriers. I have boundaries. I know what to do. Uh, 
but everything else I love to read except for horror. Your imagination goes bananas, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, growing up also in Fresno, like I remember being obsessed with La Llorona, with yeah. La Cabra, and then all those things, uh -huh. and then even just that's what I mean. I love about just like the whole Mexican Latin experience, just our history of things, and just the way that things kind of like divulge themselves to us as we're growing up, and then the purpose for them. It's yeah. just interesting because the La Llorona is so that you keep your butt inside and you don't like go out. Before, yeah. finally, hey, you finally figure it out, <laughs> right? But me, I'm all like, I'm like, okay. That was that, that was a great folklore. I used to yeah. sit around the campfire. But I wanted to, I wanted to find her. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to find her. That's great. I was curious. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like Thanks. find her. We're gonna, this like, urban legend cannot, it has to be real. I wanna feel like yeah. one of the goonies. Let's find her. Right. I was Come gonna on. find her and then we're gonna stop her and we're gonna help her like cross. Like... Oh my god. But you know what? It, it's a it's now um it, it's 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 crazy, but for Halloween, it's it's a big old deal now, you know, when they when they when they do like um a Halloween um horror, horror how homes or whatever houses. Oh, Halloween horror nights. Yeah. I love yeah. Halloween yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do the horror nights, and 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 they they have they've added that as as one of their fixtures also, like the Yorona and um, the Boogeyman, and you know. So you know what's interesting with La Yorona? I always wonder, like, because Banshees kind of have the same purpose, like in the, uh -huh. like the, the Irish version. But I also wonder if La Yorona right. is, is reminiscent of Malinche and her story, because again, like, yeah. I wonder what came first, like that, or or just, that's crazy. You know what that is. Oh, I do. No, I mean, again, like I said, my theory. We all we all come from her, right? Basically. Yes. Well, but we also yeah. all vilify her, and that's yeah. It's, hey, that fucker. <laughs> right? No, but that's what that's what that means in English. La Malinche in English means that fucker. Really? You didn't know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. No. I it mean, means because so it means the one that got fucked. Basically, that's what that comes motherfucker. Yeah. Like it comes from you're the one that got fucked because. You were, it's like an inbred or something, you know, yeah, like she yeah. was. No, yeah. I know that Malinche, like, I didn't know that it meant like that, but, but like, yeah, I know it's a bad thing. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's, that's the way that goes. And yeah, you're right. I mean, I see a lot of parallels. Sure. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, that again, I always find it interesting that we always want to vilify women before we vilify men. Cause someone also, one of my favorite quotes is it said, um, I like how Eve didn't end up with an apple in her throat, but Adam did, and we still blame her more than anyone. But uh, <laughs> it's just—it was her fault, you know. She was like, it was her fault because she was running around naked, and he was, what, what, the, what? what is that? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think again, I always feel, and this is why I love dressing up and doing drag because women definitely okay. have a power that men will never yeah. possess. Because a woman, and I, I I will say this, I don't like it whenever you're like, oh, you should never, like, act super feminine because that's for men. I'm like, I'm sorry. I put on my my corsets and my lingerie for me, and if someone mm -hmm. else happens to like it, then that's a cherry on top of it. I'm not doing go. it for anyone else. And I think that's where, again, femininity is something that should be revered and admired, and it should be pretty much put out there for everyone to do if that if you want to be a powerful bitch and just stand there and look at yourself and like, yeah i'm fucking amazing then be that and i think that's why i feel all cultures not just 
the Latin ones, but all cultures, white, everyone, that's why they want to keep women down because the idea of letting women be powerful, then it's like, if we give, if they're powerful, then we have to give them a seat at the table and who really wants oh, to do yeah. that. But we've already given uh, girls a seat at the table, my man. I mean, uh, on, no, on the... Not, not as much as we should. And that's look, we got, we got, we got the vice president is the vice president Kamala Harris, you know. But it's, so it's like, see, like we're but, we're moving in the right direction, I think. Oh no, we are moving in the right direction. But again, the thing that I don't like what we do is, it's like those things um, where we're gonna give you this, but only just this much, and only if you behave this much. You know what I mean? Oh, there's okay. always a limitation to it, and there's always. Um, there's yeah, it's just it's just to get kind of give you just enough so that so that you stop your bitching and just just so you can sort of like just be dormant again and yeah. you know yeah. Cause yeah, to be honest, I didn't vote appease, for a piece just a little bit, huh? Yeah. I never really liked Kamala Harris outside of this because for me, Kamala Harris, if you do look at the way that she's treated black and brown people, has not been very friendly. And well, she was very friendly, extra friendly to me when I drove her in my car. Really? I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not, and I don't want to sound like one of those Republicans. And also, I'm not a Republican. I would, I would never, ever, <laughs> ever. Hey, what's the wrong? I mean, you have uh, what's her name is a Republican. Who? Um, Who? um, but she's like, uh, I forget her name. Um, oh. I'm like drawing like well, just see, that's blank. That's how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad she is. The no, Kardashian uh, stepdad. Um, uh, stepdad. What? What's her name? Oh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh my. Caitlyn Jenner. Really yeah. Yeah. That. Republican. You know? I know that, but again, so okay. So see, this is the other thing that I always understand. One thing that people don't get is the reason why a lot of women don't like have issues with trans issues. Is it because yeah. they don't like trans women? It's because all those rights that trans women are asking for are rights that um, cis women have fought for for centuries and still don't have. Yet the minute that these women come about, then they're going to get them. And that's what they're upset about. And it's just oh, like, okay. And the thing is, I think that women's rights and trans rights are the same thing as, as one. And that's how oh, interesting. That. It's very interesting. Well, because they're not they're not separate. They're both the uh -huh. same. They're both wanting the same treatment and respect from the world. Right. Okay. So that's, that's how I look at that. But Caitlin now was raised as a white male and has a white male experience. And that's why Caitlin can have that kind of view now as a woman. Not because Caitlin she's ever known what it's like to have any type of oppression. Yes she's a trans woman who has like had to go through this like hellfire to be who she is but at right. the end of the day it's not like what anyone else has been through like any like veneno it's not like anyone from that kind of perspective where she wasn't shunned by her family her family still loved her and she wasn't kicked out she did it as an adult like as an older male her transition was then and then it's just I don't know. It's just it you. It negates the fact that it's a difficult thing to be anything other than male in this world by the way she acts. Because again, even for me, when I started dressing up, I realized how weird and creepy guys can be. Because speaking of drivers, all of my Uber and Lyft drivers were just like weird. 
I had one guy make me walk around the car before I got in. And then I had another one who's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, you're beautiful. I want to see you walk. And I'm like, okay. What? Yeah. Cat and then another one, he's like, oh, want to sit up in front? And I'm like, no, thank you. I have a boyfriend. He's like, oh, just sit up in front with me, please. We can talk and we can, I'm like, and the bad thing is this, is that, yes, I could have asked for another Uber or Lyft, but it was raining and I'm like, shit, I don't want to like stand in the rain and wait for this. I'll just like sit in the front. And that's the thing that like guys just have this weirdness about them sometimes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right about that. It, it is. Yeah. Some drivers are, are weird. I honestly, I was just a run of the mill type of guy. I just wanted to get punch in and punch out and sometimes punch the living daylights out of somebody. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, you know, more than, more than not. And I had quite a bit of people. I just respect everyone. Yeah. You know, I tend to yeah. respect everyone across the board. Do unto others as you like them to do unto you sort yeah. of thing. And yeah. yeah, that's what I live by. So we're just so excited to have you here on the, I mean, Thank it's, you. it's, Thank it's you. different. It's fantastic. Cause you just bring up this whole other new topic and you that not new, but I'm saying just new to the show anyway, cause we don't have any episodes yet. I have yeah. a couple of other scenes, but let's talk about your music. That's okay. just making okay. waves. I love that. You know, there's, 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 there's a, um, the queen, uh, a song that, that you, that you wrote. That's, that's fantastic. I was listening to it. It was pretty fabulous. I saw a little Diana Ross in there. I could see that. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, thank you. That definitely born to be queen. Um, I will always survive. I mean, these, these are very, very strong songs. I mean, like how long did it take you to write them? Tell us the process and stuff. So, um, born to be queen. I wrote with another guy that was actually not that long. I think it maybe took us like an hour or two. I will always survive. What took longer was cutting off everything that I wanted to put in that. So I will always survive is actually a reference to me being uh, molested as a child. So holy from, cow! So sorry so, to hear. Oh no, wow. it's all right. I and the, I don't usually talk about it, not because I'm ashamed, but because it's one right. of those. Yeah, I like it's. I'm like it's if you had cancer, you survive. Like yeah, I already did it. Whatever. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And You're strong. You're strong. Thank you. No, and that one happened yeah. like when I was about four to four to fourteen, something around there, five to wow. fourteen. So it was a bit of a time, and it's just that whole like, I will always survive, and it's that no matter what I'm going to go through. Because there was a point when I used to be like, God, why are you like making me go through all these things? Like, what's up with you? But then I realized I'm like, you know what? No, whatever God throws at me, I'm going to always survive. And that's what that is about. What doesn't break you makes you stronger, as they say, right? I hate yeah. to sound cliche, but um, what do you think about these women that come out, or, or men even, that come out after so many years of being sexualized? And, well, and, it's, and, um, it's funny that you say that. Even at, it, I, it took me – so Iris is the one who did the editing for that, and she gave it to what's, me about – Let's give her a shout out, by the way. Iris, what's up? If you're listening to this, you rock. I love you, Iris. Fantastic filmmaker. She really is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that that Chola Chola show she's got. And that's that's going back. um, Yeah. Chola Vision. Um, Fantastic. uh, What is it? uh, No, no, no. No, no. It's called Bloody Maria. Bloody Maria. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great, great show. So tell me. She gave me that edit to talk about that. And even then, I just say that I did inappropriate things. I didn't go into detail. 
that and it took me a week to post that and even that itself it's taken me 20 or something years to even admit that on camera and that's what people don't understand is it's not getting any type of sexual like thing like that where they just take away your power yeah that's what it is you don't want to talk about it not because just you're ashamed but because then it's like why do i want to go back there you know what i mean right and right. I hate that people act like, oh, it, you shouldn't feel ashamed. You shouldn't feel that. It's like, I don't feel that. I feel very strong. I feel very powerful. I just don't want to talk about it because I don't want to go right. there. And I don't think that any, I also don't think there should be a statute of limitations as to when you can bring it up because okay. Okay. I don't really know if I would ever, um, first of all, name who did it. And then second of all, confront them. And then if, okay what happens if I'm 80 and then that finally happens? Why is that well, now? So be it. Then if it happens, it's, it's always a good time basically. Yeah. Because the thing is, is it's not easy to admit that someone took that away from you. That someone took yeah, you, away yeah. your rights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your power, everything. It's just yeah. like uh, disarmed you altogether. And most of these people, a lot of people that go through it, um, just trying to get that power back is an issue. It's, it's well, really yeah. sad. It's funny that you said, like, even um, even my relationship with my boyfriend, I was always so mean and just, like, thinking he's cheating and whatever. Because it's just, you want to be mean just because the world was mean to you. And now it's like, I can't be like that. I have to be who I am. I have to be this loving person who was there before this happened. And just the whole, the, the whole idea that it could, I mean, I don't want it to ever take away more than I've given it. And I remember wanting to die and just like, I even had a plan and I even like was ready to do it, but I'm glad I never did. And I'm glad I stayed on the other side and that I eventually realized, you know what, I'm here and I'm just going to be me. Right. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and we're glad that you are staying in this world. You make it better. Um. Yeah, you're awesome, and you know your music is is great, and I'm sure it's gonna break through a lot of frontiers and stuff. And people are gonna, you know, uh, rally around you because you're gonna, you're making waves in Hollywood, and and, and there's gonna be you know there's there's people that are listening to it more and more, and and when you know I mean like do you do like right now for example I know there's an uptick in in, in cases you know with the Delta variant, but. Will there be? You think like in the nearby future, are there any shows in in, in the on the horizon, or are you thinking about doing like more of a virtual thing? If so, it gets a little out of control, my yeah. my ho- my home bar where I used to like n- normally host was Mickey's in West Hollywood, and I can be seen there sometimes. Uh, I don't know when I'll be there next, but I also okay. do work sometimes at Revolver Video Bar in West Hollywood. All right, but is I- that on? Trying to think what that's true. Is that is that on? Uh, hold on. They're is that all on, on Santa Monica. Santa Monica, yeah. Santa Monica. And Santa Lord. Monica. Oh, that's across the street from Whole Foods, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's down more. It's near. It's across the street from the police station, actually. Oh, in Santa Monica, yeah. yeah. That's um, not far from. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Canoga. Uh, not Canoga. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm thinking about the valley. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, the police station, Santa Monica, sheriff station. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, this is great. And, and you know, it used to be a club arena back in the day in circus. I love arena. I love Yeah, did you ever get a chance to go? Yes, arena was amazing. And 
all the 1,200 times that they were supposed to shut down. But when they finally uh-huh. did, it was tragic. But yeah, Arena Circus were my favorite, the best New Year's party ever. And was that Jeffrey Stars? Jeffrey Star used to hang out there and really, uh, I didn't know that. yeah, and it was a um, Tracy Hollywood. Was that her name or Stacy Hollywood? I think. She yeah, was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but the other thing that I love about 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 that place, it was everyone from every walk of life was there. It wasn't just yeah. a gay bar. It wasn't just a street. no. And On it Fridays, it was like. Uh, uh, kind of a straight and 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 a little bit of uh, with, with drags and you know people come out yeah. and drag and that kind of thing. But it was more like straight on Friday. Saturday was strictly um, gay. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, then circus Friday or Saturday was like straight, and then Sunday for sure it was a gay night. Um, it was next. Both of them have been knocked down um, since. I mean, it's been so many years. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they built there in, in its place, it's, but um, yeah. it's unfortunately a bunch of housing. It's like just, yeah, it's apartments. It's terrible. It's so like under, under, where did you? How did this under underworld come from? Name, I like it. Where? How? How was that derived? <laughs> hey, how? Where did that spawn from? It's so pretty awesome. Spawned from. So my real name, but I don't like it, and I've never. So my birth name is Adrian, and what I don't like is I've never met an Adrian that I like. Also, I hated the show, the movie Rocky. Adrian. Yes. <laughs> you knew I was going to do that. I had to. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you're not the only one. And then, um, just I don't know. I it never fit me. Again, it's that whole non-binary thing. But then when I finally gave myself the name Onda, when I was looking for my drag name, it was Onda Dix. And that's because I was younger then. And I thought, yeah. oh, I'm going to be the biggest hoe and I'm going to call myself Onda Dicks. Then oh, I, okay. I changed the Onda Estimated to Onda because I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to just be me and just be like Sharon, just be one entity and that's it. And I, what I, love I like Onda Vision, by the way. Onda Vision. Thank you. I like it too because it's, it's almost like WandaVision. And also, I look at it like. <laughs> When they say you're looking at the world through rose-colored sunglasses, that's what I mean by yeah. on division. Fantastic, fantastic. We're gonna definitely have you come back on. Are you down to come back on the show? Oh, at another yes, time? definitely. I, I loved it. All I, right. I loved it. <laughs> you're phenomenal, by the way. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank Keep you. shining. Um, let me ask you, what are your uh, social media handles, and then uh, where can we find some of your songs that your bitching songs are out there? Um, yeah, why don't we do that right now? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I don't know if on YouTube it's there yet. But for sure, Instagram and Twitter, it's just underscore A-U-N-D-U-H, Onda. Um, and then for YouTube, it's Onda, which is A-U-N-D-U-H. And you can find me on Spotify and Apple under onda a-u-n-d-u-h and then you can look for i will always survive or born to be queen awesome why don't you take us home with the snippet of one of your songs what do you say okay um let's see which one let's okay let's go with born to be queen hit it i wasn't born to make you happy I was born to be a queen. I wasn't born to live life your way. 
I was born to be a queen. Stand tall, always proud. Live life large and loud. Born to be a queen. There you have it, Juicy Divas. Confessions of a limo driver. Until next time. <laughs> thank you and goodbye. Goodbye, Anda. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.